Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and folks, it's time for another outdoor movie review. And today, I'm excited to go to the origin of the modern action movie. There are certain seminal moments in cinema where the medium or the genre was never the same after the release of a particular flick. And today's movie is one of those examples, because today we're talking about the 1982 Sylvester Stallone classic, First Blood. And I'm excited to talk about the movie, but I'm even more excited because for the first time on a movie review, I have a partner because Justin Hausman's here. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. Talking so, to you from uh, the 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 forest where I've escaped. Uh, law enforcement is after me now, um, but I think I've learned what I need to from uh, from watching First Blood. I think I got this. You already got you. You bring some booby traps out in the woods. Yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> so want to start with kind of this the movie itself um personal relationship to the movie we were talking a little bit about this before i hit record and like so i have seen this movie since i was a kid this was a staple in our house growing up we watched it on tv we recorded the movie off of television on vhs and it was the height of stallone's popularity uh with you know i think rocky 3 came out maybe the same year even i think 82 is when rocky 3 came out which for my money is the best rocky movie and um, so we had a relationship with Stallone with the movie. Now, this is, though, and this is the second Stallone movie we've done on the Rock by Two. We've already talked about Cliffhanger. So maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe Stallone's going to need his own wing in the Outdoor Movie Hall of Fame at some point. But <laughs> we did this because you told me that you had never seen the movie. So, like, did, did you have a like, what was your kind of view on First Blood or even John Rambo like going into this sort of experiment? Well, to be honest, well, I'm a huge Stallone fan, too. Um I made a note here to discuss whether Rocky three is the best or not. In fact, you might be right actually, but um, I uh, will say that my, my knowledge of like my first taste of Rambo probably came from weird owls uh, UHF movie oh, yeah. where he like puts on the muscle suit and like, I, you know, I think Jim Classic. Carrey is like his is in it too. Like I, I barely remember that part of the movie, but uh like the kind of cultural jokes about Rambo are kind of where my Rambo knowledge started. And we were not, I was raised by a single mom, didn't watch a whole lot of like dude movies as a little kid, you know? So <laughs> um, definitely watched Rocky and stuff, but like first blood right. would have definitely like even, you know, decades later, like when I think of first blood, my immediate thought is kind of queasy. Like, Ooh, this is going to be violent and gory and like, mean i like i was raised in a super conservative christian house so like we didn't watch things with like blood and guts or sex so anytime (laughs) like something like rambo or like nine and a half weeks or something like these like (laughs) just some weird like lizard part of my brain that's like i don't i don't know man that's gonna be a little so anyway no i never i never really thought much about it and it always kind of of disgusting to me like the ramp like rambo i mean i i don't know i'm a huge fan of like commando like i love arnold movies and stuff but like rambo to me for some reason had this weird element of just being kind of gross so uh that's probably why i had never seen first blood well, the sequels definitely i feel like they they got there never really on the sex side of things but definitely on the violence side of things and it is kind of funny because first blood i mean i mean it's violent but it's sort of it feels very it's very purposeful and it's and it, yeah. especially when you get to the end and you well, realize kind of the story they're telling yeah yeah, there. I, a lot of it's purposeful. Then it then it, it kind of veers into a "Why are you blowing that up?" sort of sort of vibe. But yeah, I I totally. It's way less gory. Well, it's not gory at all. I mean, I, right? I guess Him sewing up his blood. arm is probably like the the goriest part. That was so badass. And that was pretty badass. He really did that. Did you know that? 
No, I didn't know that. I just made that up. I don't know. I oh. doubt it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's not nearly as like it's well, yeah, it's not. I expected like, uh, well, I guess there is some scenes with the dude just chugging an M60, just firing randomly. But I mean, I expected it just to be like nothing but him like shooting. Well, I didn't know. I didn't realize it was all domestic. I didn't realize like I just sort of assumed it was in Vietnam or Central America right. or something. I mean, I, I guess I didn't know anything going into it. I had no idea that that line nothing is over is from First Blood. Um, there are a lot of moments that I was like, oh, that's where this comes from. Um, so that's so cool. I wish I had watched it before, but I, in some ways I probably wasn't really, I don't think I would have appreciated it as much as I do now for lots of reasons. Um, and I actually spent some time going back over and going, okay, what was the cultural reception of this movie at the time? Like, this is obviously a really well-made film. Mm -hmm. Um, and it looks like, I mean, like Siskel and Ebert gave it, I guess, one thumb up, like one of them liked it and the other one didn't. I mean, but it got like pretty good press at the time. Yeah, it performed well at the box office, but they didn't. Critics didn't quite get it. I think at, at first. Yeah, uh, and even the background of the production. If you read about some of the stuff where the initial cut was like three hours long. Yeah, that's crazy. Hated it, and then they cut it down to ninety minutes, which I think is one of its best attributes. Is how yeah. it just hums along and how short it is. You know the differences between it and the book that it's based on. You know the way they went. It was like a kind of a development hell movie. It was about ten years of production, people trying to make it, and then it didn't work oh, wow. out. So. And then Stallone gets involved. He did a bunch of rewrites on it because Stallone actually people don't think of him as just like an action star. But, you know, he wrote Rocky. You know, he directed right. many of the Rocky movies, you know, right. so um, so he is he's a writer as well. And then just, you know, the the whole I mean, well, the synopsis of the movie is basically, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty easy cut and dry. Right. It's a Vietnam veteran who wanders into a small Washington town looking for an old friend and is met with intolerance and brutality by the local sheriff. And then they try and restrain him and arrest him. And when he flashes back to his time as a prisoner of war, he just escapes and is on a manhunt to get him. Right. And this is his skills against these kind of small town cops. And I find that really interesting because it really plays into the which I you know, been watching in the early 80s. You know, we didn't really talk about this stuff in my house, but the sort of the anti-war vibes and how the especially the ending of it where we're and obviously if you're listening this far, we're spoiling this movie. So if you haven't seen First Blood, go watch it. It's on HBO Max right now. Excuse me, Max. It's on Max right now. But the uh but the sort of the anti-war vibes, not I mean, they don't like overtly say they're they're anti-war, but it's playing into the the plight of the Vietnam veteran, which was a real thing at the time. And to your point about your perception of what Rambo would ultimately become. Which is kind of just the violent shoot 'em up, you know, one man taking down a, a freaking country, you know. I think in some of the sequels, you know, I I, I kind of wrote a note like, was that just the because the book was written in 1972, I believe, and then that then the success parlays this into the sort of Reagan era pro America vibes of the mid 80s. Was that just sort of like in probably at the time was an easy thing to do? It's like, well, let's redeem the Vietnam veteran and have him. You know, kill all the bad guys. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing what the character and the meaning of the franchise became given the specific tone of the original, right? Well, you, I mean, it's, it's almost like like America had like a moment, right, where the Vietnam vets are coming back. There's uh, pretty significant pushback from the general population in terms right. of uh, what went on over there. Um, you know, not, I think that's overblown to some degree. I don't, it wasn't like everybody was a hippie, like, spitting on soldiers but still you know there was the american didn't really know what to make of this right and so yeah. there was a we, we were okay so you a film like first blood comes out um or the i mean i'm shocked that book was written in 72 i mean I, yeah. we're still over there you know that's 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 amazing 
but so the book or the movie comes out and it's like we're gonna wrestle with this and this movie raises a ton of like really important interesting questions and the country goes well let's see should we like reconcile with like why we sent people over to this war for no reason at all and like it didn't really work out the way we wanted to we broke a lot of men and this was probably a bad idea or or should we just be like, nah, fuck that. And actually it was all rad and all these guys were super rad and now they're going to go kill anyone and go to hell and yay America. And we obviously went that route. Sure. Um, which is such a betrayal of his character. I mean, I, I, I'm i now going to watch, definitely going to watch the other ones. And I'm I'm kind of curious if they if they um make some sort of attempt to be like, well, this is a guy who's broken so we can use him as a weapon rather than like just, just valorize that he's like a really great soldier. Because I mean, like when you... Th- as soon as the movie was over, I turned to my wife. She's never seen it. She's just working, you know. There's <laughs> this annoying husband on the couch yelling at her about a movie she hasn't seen. I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe they turned this guy into some dude that they're dropping into jungles, killing people. Like, he obviously doesn't want to do that. Like, the whole movie is about how he's, like, upset that he's even put in this position. Yeah. What a betrayal of this guy. Like, this yeah. is incredible that, they, that, that, like, Hollywood decided to do this. That, a, that's I- a really interesting thing. So the first rated R movie I ever saw was First Blood Part Two, Rambo, First Blood Part Two. And as I recall, he is a real bit reluctant. He's in prison from yeah. the, 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 the understandably outside, so. Right? Understandably. Mm-hmm. Uh Troutman comes to see him again to recruit him to go on this mission. And I believe it was like a hey, we'll clear your record kind of thing if you do this. And then he's kind of betrayed. And at the end, like, you know, he's kind of but it's and I don't remember the third one. I know then like the fourth one was the one that came out in the mid 2000s, kind of around the same time that he made Rocky Balboa. He then made a, a, a older Rambo movie. And then apparently the most recent one, which came out in 2019, which is ridiculous. Yeah. If you think about that, was a was like he was defending his family, like along the Mexican border in America. So I don't know if like this is now the full circle of like, wow, the, the young liberal guy who becomes the hardcore conservative and is. <laughs> when wow. he grows up. So I, I am interested to kind of go back and watch at least the second one after after I after rewatching it this time as well. You know, I, I don't I wasn't old enough to really understand the politics of it all. And, you know, the, the pro America Reagan days of the 80s, like I, I get it. Like the kids of the, the from the World War Two era were now old enough and like they were, you know, let's let's keep this, you know, 1950s pro America thing going. Like I, I I understand it as much as in hindsight, I think like, yeah, we probably could have been maybe making some different choices back then. But uh, yeah, it, it definitely this movie, though, stands apart regardless, even if they feel like they attempt to do him justice as a, a in the future movies, I don't think there's a way that they possibly could, given how this movie ends, you know, and like right. him just breaking down on the. Yeah, floor, right. I, I, I was that that uh, that was probably the most surprising scene in a film I can think of since like some M night Shyamalan, like pulling the rug like a out big twist. Feet. It was a twist. It wasn't just, even a twist, but you just, because of your history, your history as a, like an observer yeah. of the character, you're like, well, there's, he's going to just be a badass at the end. Yeah. Right. He's just going to yeah. kill all the dudes and be like, screw you. I told you I could yeah. do it or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the other thing I thought was interesting is um, how much there's, can you imagine making a film now where some guy comes back from Afghanistan or Iraq or, God forbid Ukraine, you know, like an American soldier, and they're walking through some small town, and the cops give them shit. Like, well, wow. like that, like, like it's, you know, I. That's that's so weird to think about that, and and I, you know, like it, my knowledge of seventies culture, 
it kind of makes sense, I guess. Like the long hair and like the jacket. He's obviously a drifter, I guess. Mm -hmm. Although to be honest, the, the movie kind of doesn't make that super clear. That like, yeah, that makes you want to read the book. Honestly, yeah, like he obviously is like, oh, here comes like a homeless drifter guy. It's like, okay, I, that wasn't exactly the vibe I got from um from the movie, but I get I get it. Um, yeah, I had a note as Will Teasel. Like, how does he rank as a villain? Because they they do a pretty good job of making it feel realistic, while also like, does he sympathize with Rambo one time? Right? <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> just like he's kind of pure evil, right? Yeah. In this movie, and Denny's he's great. Also, I thought Brian Denny was incredible. But he's it's great. Just, yeah, he, and he seems evil. You know, like it's the whole <laughs> all the cops do for the most part. And it's like what's interesting is though is you could very easily edit this movie differently, very easily. And he's the good guy, and Rambo is is sure, like an awful force that comes in and just annihilates the town. Like it yeah. wouldn't take much, you know. Yeah. Um, there but... are a few moments I recall, and I was kind of looking for it where I don't know. You could see like when, when maybe he, he learns that like oh it was a Congressional Medal of Honor winner, those kinds of things, and you kind of see it. And then yeah. he's so good at this, you see on his face of a little like oh I fucked up, you know. Mm -hmm. But then something happens that allows him to like you know his buddy Galt falls out of the helicopter, so he allows him to, like the anger to yeah. kind of double down on his initial thing of like no this guy was in the wrong, I'm a cop, I'm right kind of thing, you know. And I don't know again yeah the social politics and how that would have played into it and. To your point, I'm sure maybe some of the Vietnam vet stuff may be a little overblown, but it definitely, you know, it wasn't quite a, it wasn't a support the troops kind of society like we have now, where it's like, regardless yeah. of your, regardless of your politics, it's like, well, look, you know, these are the troops. So like, you know, they're just, they're, they're doing what they can do. And we are understanding now so much more about that life. Um, but I, yeah, I, I just, he was such a good villain where, you know, they, sh you should be conflicted with what Rambo is doing because even though you feel justified by his behavior, it's still not the right behavior. And at the same time, when when Teasel takes a few bullets to the leg and falls through the glass at the end, you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh yeah, <laughs> like, of course, screw that guy. <laughs> so. I mean, you—he's—he's—he's he's, he's got that sort of energy about him when you first pulls Rambo over. You're like, "Oh, this guy's this guy's a pure demon." Like, like what, when the first thing he demon. says is, "Oh, you're gonna take a bath this week to some like random guy on the street." Ah, uh, see, you know? <laughs> I forgot about that. So obviously, he is. I didn't even think about that. So clearly, okay, there we go. There's like setting it up. This guy's been sleeping outside for a long time or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just I even mean, like easy, man. Well, easy on the bad. This will tease. So, like, you're really worried about personal hygiene. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it doesn't help that, like, that's this is like Stallone at his most like handsome. Like, it, oh, is he man. handsome? Yeah, I think so. I think, Gosh. like, just not in like, yeah. like a supermodel kind of handsome, but in a, I mean, yeah, he's in peak Rocky form. I mean, he's got, you know, if you watch yeah, Rocky he's... and Rocky 2, he's a big dude, but. He's chiseled in this movie when he so busts I, that, pops that shirt off. There's no way. And I don't I haven't looked this up there. I, I would be blown away if Stallone is taller than five. Oh, eight, nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, that's there's a couple scenes where you're like, oh, he's OK. He's he's a little dude, you know, like these guys all are. But like I, I would I, I would God, I would love to see him in person because, you know, you you know, you'd be like, you're kidding me. It's such a all letdown. Of these, when you guys, see these guys right? in person. It's such a letdown. Yeah, well, go watch uh, when he when uh, Rocky Four when he's up against you know Ivan Drago there, you know Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren's legit big, you know. God, that's a good movie. I mean, I have this response all the time now when I watch a movie from that era. Like, I just don't. You can't. You can't make a movie like that anymore. Well, you could. You just. It's amazing that we don't. I mean, it's, yeah. Like you mentioned, you, you know, we were talking about the 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 the, the closing credit song. 
Oh yeah, um, we're gonna get into before that. Before <laughs> we before we started, and it's and I was trying to think like I don't even I didn't remember the song. I mean, I kind yeah. of remember that there was like some strange, you know, kind of uh, music at the end, but like I don't even think there's really music in it. I mean, there might be, but it's right. just, it's such a joy to watch movies from that period because it's not just bombarding you with with sound, you know, and 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 over unnecessary intrusions of of a score. You know, it's it's just it's great you know like i don't the movies were so much tighter and i don't know why you'd think it would be the opposite it's just i mean it, you're right it starts and you're right into it and then i also just baffled at the ending just like oh it's over like yeah what? right like like now that would have been like okay the, now the second act is over and here's a third act about him going to jail here's a third act about him yeah, on trial court. And there's yeah. going to be like Vietnam, like Vietnam. I mean, like Will Teasel's the- wife is crying because, you know, like that man <laughs> killed my husband. It's you know, it's like- incredible, you know, and it's yeah, like, but yeah. boom, it's over. It's like, you know what? That's great. Because it's like you, you the other thing that's kind of nice about lack of like exposition and background is, you know, about as much as they do. You know, it's yeah. like Rambo doesn't know who this cop is. And like that guy cop doesn't know who he is. Any extra background, just going to muddle it up. I guess it's a good segue into sort of the outdoor of it all. You know, I think, um, you know, I. I think this definitely qualifies as an outdoor movie. I I love seeing the integration of the outdoors into more mainstream movies. I'm not a big fan. I've said on some of my movie reviews of, you know, just the the more specific adventure movies. Because I think when I'm watching a movie, I'm giving you 90 minutes of my time. I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm there for a story. You know, mm-hmm. if I want to see clips of people like ripping around in the outdoors, there's plenty of that on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. Um, but and this one, even I like is. Even as I was watching this, I'm like, oh, this is a good outdoor movie. Totally. Um, I mean, how do you feel about that in terms of like the best outdoor movies, like kind of overtly leaning into our community or more the integrated into the film? Like, what's your preference? Huh. I've never really thought about that. I mean, I, I guess I I mean, I think you kind of prefer it this way, right? Where where yeah. uh, I mean, it was it, it's also it's it... well, because they can get it wrong. That's the reason why I like it. I, I It's funny when when you're on the inside huh. of something yeah. and then it's portrayed in a movie. And they didn't give it much thought. And most of the general public wouldn't think much of it. But you know, and that could be sports or outdoors or anything, like music, right? If you're, if you're, if it's this movie about a songwriter and you're a songwriter and they're fucking it all up, totally. You know, it's kind of like you're going to know. So I like, that's why I like evaluating the outdoor parts of it. Like, oh, they nailed this. Like, this is, this is totally what it would be like, you know? The only part that, struck me as like eh, this is a little far-fetched is like i i doubt there are like wild hogs running around in the forest of washington i mean there might be oh, we're gonna have to look that up now i mean but like that that that's i guess there very well could be i don't know that seems kind of like a like a rare thing um but uh like or maybe I don't know just why that was the wrong animal choice like, i was just gonna a, say pick, like why not a deer, deer? like it's yeah, weird right. that you picked a pig i guess because you can train a pig there's probably hollywood pigs probably not hollywood deers you know like that's that's honestly probably why but that was like that was literally the only part. I do remember thinking, how do you get in that? Tr- like, it's pretty hard to climb like, uh, you know, big giant like firs and pines. They don't really have low boughs, but he's right. up, way up in that. Tr- like, there were a couple moments like that. But um, but no, I mean, like, it's there's a few movies I've watched lately where when it's over, I want to like the next day I, I'm thinking about it and I and I do something outdoors specifically because of it. And like, you know, the very next day. I was running around the redwoods behind my house, just like, yeah, like Rambo ran up hills like this. I'm going to do this, you know, and like just just trying to get lost on purpose, you know, and like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I'm sure I'm not unusual when I'm out on a hike um, where I'm wondering, OK, well, if I have to survive out here, what? how am I doing it? You know, like, OK, here's water. Here's this. Here's that. There's very little. There's not much game around here besides deer. OK, how am I going to get that? And so, you know, I want as soon 
you know, the very next day after watching First Blood, I was out doing that. And that's, so that's that, the Rocky that to me effect. is a mark of a good, of a good, yeah, to, oh, for sure. Right. I mean, Where you I was just like, up I'm going to go on my for couch a seven and, mile run because Rocky's yeah. running through Philadelphia right now with the music going and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, he's, Sylvester Stallone is very, uh, he's very inspirational, I guess. He's the but, man. But yeah, like I was so, so totally. I mean, it's also just beautiful, right? Like the the opening scene, which really, it's interesting. You mentioned that it was filmed in BC before we recorded. And that makes sense because the, the first, the first part of it, I'm like, God, it looks like Glacier National Park. Like there's no way mm. this is in Washington. Like when he goes to that little house by that lake, mm-hmm. um, a lot of that looked like Glacier to me. And uh, there are also a couple, there are a couple parts where I'm like, is this where they filmed Deliverance? Like there's a couple like houses in there that reminded me of, of, of things I saw in Deliverance, which has a kind of a similar vibe, I guess, because of that. Oh, we the, should do that one. The year was made. And so, I mean, big time we should i mean that opening speech and deliverance about man like moving away from nature is pretty it's pretty damn uh, i've never sat i never sat down and watched it. i've seen like it's great big chunks of it i never like on tv and stuff See, as a that's kid. that's another one where it's like that movie comes with so much like baggage if you've never seen it and if you're of our age and for decades it's been the butt of jokes or whatever right and then you sit down and watch it like oh the, the squeal like a pig part is barely i mean yeah right it makes a lot of sense in the movie and it's not like yeah. the whole movie is that um that's a great film Let's talk about Rambo's gear. I mean, number one, he had his sleeping bag, which again reminded me of like your your new af- affinity for cotton sleeping bags, which uh, which kind of cracked me up. But really, it was the the knife was the MVP for 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 Rambo because I feel like it's definitely the all the tools that he he relied on, everything he was able to do in the woods came from the from his knife, and I'd also kind of put it up into the pantheon of like everyone i remember as a kid seeing that like i gotta get a knife like that because clearly that's what i'm gonna need to have if i'm ever gonna go survive in the woods so as a gear guy did you have any sort of gear moments watching (laughs) first blood and being like oh yeah that's great or well i'm not sure about that one you know well the knife because i have not i have several knives that have all that shit in the in the hilt and like i've never even thought about taking the cap off (laughs) it's like and i'm like oh is that i was thinking i'm like okay clearly this has probably been like a thing in knives for a long time. Like where you right. just like stash stuff in there. But it, like when I have, when I play with them now, I'm like, this is so gimmicky and stupid. But the reason I think that is because I have a bunch of, I have all those things. It's kind of like the Leatherman thing. Like I already have a compass. I already have <laughs> like a fire starter. I don't need like inferior versions packed into my knife. Right. But so I always think of those as toys. And then like, here's a guy actually using it. And it's not obvious. It's a movie. It's not real. I'm aware of that. But like, still, it's like, oh, cool. Like, I, here's a scenario where you're really glad you have that knife that has that right. like, tiny shitty compass. And also, I, I, I mean, like, the thing that I couldn't get over was like the the like base of that blade. Like, were those like what even were those teeth? Like, wh- how would that be useful? I could saw in wood, right? Was. Isn't that is it a solid? saw? Like, they almost looked like they were so like separate like i was just like this is weird i don't know what that's for and how does it going into his sheath all nice with those giant teeth at the bottom but uh and to your point about showing not telling though i love how um they they they, the guy the one cop in the police station like cuts a piece of paper to show how sharp the knife is you know and it's just it was real quick and 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 honestly if you put under a microscope it's like really why are we doing this but it's like it tells you a lot like oh this guy's got Mm -hmm. a badass sharp knife and like this thing is clearly going to come into play later in the movie for sure fuck how imagine how like like how much care he must put into that that's the only thing he cares about right yeah i didn't even think about that we're talking about like as an outdoor movie like it's cool that i mean that's kind of the only piece of gear really uh but it's, it's 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 rad that like that plays a role right like that's pretty cool 
Well, it enables him. He sets all the traps, right? He's he, the mm-hmm. him grabbing that knife before leaving the police station, like allows God. him to do pretty much everything else he wants to do the rest of the movie. Is that why we lo- think we need a knife in a like a big knife? Is it because of first blood? Like, so, do you think well, that's well, why? Would let me answer your question with a question Would you rather have Rambo's knife or a multi tool? <laughs> well, you know, the answer is well, actually, shit. no, it's his knife, it's awfully, <laughs> it's awfully big, but it is uh, big. well, I don't know, we just like. He's a tiny dude. Maybe that's a, that might not be that big of a knife. It's but compensating. Like, it might like with me, it might not look that big, but it's a big knife. But um, I sounded like Trump right there, didn't I? A little bit. That's a, it's a big knife. <laughs> He's got the it biggest meant, knife. The biggest we all knife. know it's Rambo's got the knife. biggest knife. Mine might be bigger. We don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like, that's the thing. You know, right. I, I'd be like, well, I don't know how to sew my own wounds. Well, what was that wound even from? He, when he fell, he fell the through tree. the trees. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, right. he had no trees. See, I thought that was great too. Cause I think, I think, and not even like a modern, I think a, a more of an 80s action movie, which I, I, I told you that I do look at Rambo, First Blood as kind of the beginning of the modern action movies. It kind of set a mm-hmm. template for like the, the kind of one man against the world, which well, then gets you got to have a scene where the characters sewing themselves up. You have to, right. Like, you know, right. you know? And, that, and that was such a thing. And well, and it gets to the, which I think is where. The, the perfect model of it which is die hard you know just you know whatever eight years seven mm. years later which then you have bruce willis digging glass out of his feet because you have to have, you you have to have that scene God, but so, um so awful. you know but if that was uh commando or whatever where they're basically superheroes like and i i mm-hmm. loved that scene you're talking about when he falls in the tree and then he has to use his knife to sew up his arm or whatever because like he's on that cliff and he's sitting there mm-hmm. and he doesn't look like he can hold on for much longer. And there's a dude shooting a gun at him. And you can tell him he's not into doing what he's about to do, but he's faced yeah. with this decision of like, okay, I'm either going to get shot or I can try and jump into that tree. I guess I'm going to try and jump into the tree. I just, I, I don't know. I thought those were just really smart, relatable choices. Not that I would ever be in this situation, totally. but you do want to put the viewer into that moment and be like, yeah. well, what would you do? And, uh, and then, you know, the, the the outcome of that is he has to sew his arm up, which is badass, right? I mean, this is this is moving away from it from it as an outdoor movie that just reminded me of like with the helicopter trying to shoot this guy off a cliff. Like I I, I there were parts towards the beginning where I couldn't help but like kind of laugh a little bit at like the amount of force brought to bear on this one dude for like I guess he did escape the police, but it was like, Jesus, within like an hour, there's like 50 cops. There's 50 cops. There's like 500 cops. Oh, yeah. The National (laughs) Right. But the guy fled like some tiny little like like hick towns police station and like <laughs> this is the response jesus like well i think that's just pretty funny i think like i do like because troutman was right he's like just leave him alone and he'll turn yeah. up in a couple of days yeah. like well, you know <laughs> and he's like that's probably what would have happened you know it's totally and there was just this one guy's ego of like no i'm gonna take this guy down that kind of leads to it all although that did lead to my favorite line kind of under underplayed line of the movie where they have the uh the tv reporter and talking about like you know only the policemen's you know incredible yeah. training you know le- allowed them to escape with their lives like you guys just got your asses handed to you you there was no training up there you were like a bunch of you were like a bunch of kids running around the woods and this guy just took you to town you know it was great so anyway so isn't it it's such an interesting choice that the that like the that the foil to the to this like all American hero is the police I still can't get I still my mind still yeah. can't make it that feels very twenty twenty three doesn't it. It's just like, <laughs> like, wow, what an odd, what you would almost expect him to be fighting against like anti-war protesters or something, right? right? Like, or that's what right. the movie would be today if it was made by, I, I, I don't know. It's just like, 
ah, it's just so strange. It's just. Well, I think if it was made today, it would be like you know, it would probably be like a, a black veteran, you know, going up against the police or something like that, right? Yeah. I think it would be like I think there would be an element of that, and that's where I think it it does feel a little time. It some of the themes and things that I never would have ex- would have just like, oh, this is just a movie. The police wouldn't behave this way. It felt a little on the nose in 2023. Of For like, sure. Oh, wow. So there's always been some of these problems, you know, yeah. and even though maybe the, the protagonists wouldn't have been quite the same. And, you know, the premise is obviously a little, you know, fantastical here, but it's also uh, there is some real societal co- commentary going on, you know, which is kind of crazy. Well, that's I mean, especially talk about, you know, one of the things I learned, too, is that you know, here's an here's a justification for, uh, you know, police budgets having, t- you know, the money to, to to buy tanks and body armor. I mean, it's all probably <laughs> from the, like if those guys had at no point did they put on a tactical vest. Right. Like, well, that's like, why they, if they had had it, imagine, yeah. right. It's it's because they all saw first blood and everyone it's, asked for more, <laughs> more budget so they could buy a tank. <laughs> I mean, like they're like toward the end of the movie, the, the regular cops are still out there with their like silly hats and like revolvers, you know, like they're <laughs> not even remotely ready for like the, I in my town of 7000 people. I still see cops with like full on tactical vests. Occasionally. Right. These guys got their little cowboy hats with the rain jackets on them, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. So back yeah. to the, the outdoor stuff, though, well, the survival side, you know, were, were you impressed with Sir Rambo's survival tactics, you know, kind of finding the mine, you know, he did do some hunting. He had that yeah, what was tra- that? So he found. OK, so so I did want to. Why was there? There was just like kerosene in a bucket in this mine that he made a torch out of. I don't know enough about mines. I'm not going to. Yeah, that, I was shot. wondering about that. Like he like sniffs it. You're like, oh. Uh, that's going to be gas or whatever. Right. And he makes his torch like, God, I, at one, just once, just once in my life, I want to like make a torch and like, and, and yeah. like have to like maneuver through some underground passage with this like fire, like God, which was clearly like, that was like the most like video game moment of the movie where yes. like, he's got to go through the tunnel to get yeah, out. And if, and it would have been actually games. way worse if he didn't have any light. And that was clearly for us. So we could see what was happening. And then, of course, have the encounter with the rats and all that kind of thing, which was maybe that part was a little far fetched, you know. But. I don't know. That probably all would. I mean, that's probably what would happen. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's probably what would happen. I just love there was <laughs> just a bucket of flammable fluid right at the entrance to the to the mine. Got lucky. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and <laughs> you know, I, I, I well, there's nothing. What, how can you? What can you say? I mean, the guy survived. <laughs> like his survival skills were obviously pretty damn impressive. I do. Yeah. I was wondering though, like, is that part of like green beret training normally i i suspect it's not it could good be point. good but point I, I i i don't know i mean maybe it is i guess like in theory they're dropping you off in the middle of nothing well first of all wait first of all is that even a thing anymore like green berets were such a big part of my life as a kid right like yeah now it would probably I haven't be Navy heard SEALs, that term right? forever it'd be a seal yeah, yeah. i, I yeah. presume that a green beret is still a thing but um yeah like i don't know if that's it you know it probably is actually the more i think about it i mean they probably do expect you to be able to kind of put, like live off the land to a certain degree right like you probably learn how to make fire you probably learn how well shit, like that's learn the how thing to eat like, things what, that would make a billy go puke is that yeah part like of the how training? Do you what day of training that? is that is that day yeah. like 35 like, can you be really uncomfortable for like 24 hours of straight like, right. all right you're, you're, uh yeah. what did we do yesterday we did some weapons training today Oh, today's uh, eat things and make a Billy Goat puke. I just think that line kills me every time I well, hear it. Well, it's all, I didn't really thought about it either until just now, but like, doesn't that only take place over like 24 hours? Like, does he really need to like butcher <laughs> a, a hog? Like, are you, how hungry, hungry are you? He said at the beginning he was hungry. You're good point. He never got anything to eat. <laughs> right. That, okay. That, you know what? 
That's 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 actually there's Diesel goes gets him some flapjacks, sends him on his way. None of this happens. Can you, know? you imagine the level of like clarity and calmness you'd have to uh, possess to be like an entire police force is chasing me? I have this admittedly <laughs> badass knife, yes. but other than that, I'm all alone. There's it looks cold, <laughs> but man, I'm hungry. I'm so like, hungry. Like I've I I'm not hung- if I'm like flirting with I might be late on a deadline for uh for a web article. I'm so nervous I can't eat. I can't right. even imagine being well, so calm in that situation that I'm still hungry. You know, I could go for you know I could go for is some like roasted pork. I'm gonna. Well, the other thing is what what is his mindset? Because I mean, you can't forget the opening scene is him finding out that one of his friends has died. Right. Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, at that point, he's just that's it. That's his last tether to humanity, really. Right. right. And he, and he seems you know engaging like the way he was trying to chat with um his dead friend's wife there or whoever yeah. the relative was he's t- chatting with. You know, he seems like a normal guy in that yeah. moment. And then the he next smiles. time That's him, the only part of the movie, he smiles. Right. Right. Although but the other he can be funny, like when he gets in the truck and he tells the guy to keep his eye on his on the road, because that's how accidents happen. <laughs> that was that was fantastic. I'm like, yeah, Rambo, crack that jokes. Been, that was obvious. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I have no I have absolutely no basis <laughs> to make this claim, but I feel like I'm pretty good at like picking out lines that are almost certainly ad libbed. Like that yeah, right. had to be that had to be right. ad libbed. There's some no way that's written into the script because it's like out of left field because that's the some only extra joke in the who's like movie. nervous about doing a scene with Rocky so he's got to make him feel comfortable or something yeah. like that. Right? Like that just seems like that. That was like you know that they're everyone's just busting up like in the background. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> like Stallone's funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm more more thinking about this, and we should probably start wrapping it up. I think like the and number one, it definitely earns my my stamp of approval. It, it felt like more of an outdoor movie than maybe some of the other mo- movies I've done on this show already. It, it really does feel like an outdoor movie. Like, like if you were going to say, show me a movie that had a good representation of the outdoors, this would be on the list I'd recommend. Okay. I also think we should watch the second one and do the same thing because that's a desert. I think that's more a junk. Is it junk? I guess that's I Vietnam, think he goes to, right? he's in Vietnam, right? Yeah, right. You're right. So it's like kind of a jungle warfare thing. But I'm really curious, and I wasn't after rewatching this. But now after our conversation, I really want to go watch the second one with this fresh in my mind, mm-hmm. and like see how many questions they attempted to answer, or at least the the rationale for the direction they went, and see if it's I, obvious. I'd be blown away if there's if there's even a remotely like non obvious money grabbing like thing here. I mean, I don't even know if that was. Like this is kind of the era where sequels first start happening. So like, I yeah, don't with regularity, it was necessarily like an obvious thing when you made a movie that we can make eight of these and make a billion dollars. So yeah, um, but there's no, there's like no way they could possibly reconcile. I <laughs> Other feel than like some cheap trick. Oh, we'll get you out of prison if you go like do this. Okay, fine. You know, I think but... the thing that is this is it. I I feel like it's the second one where he does become just a superhero, like or it's just like you know he can kill anybody with anything and nobody can kill him. He's bulletproof kind of thing. It might have been more the third one. I can't remember when like to your to your comment when UHF came out in relation to the sequels. It may have been after the second one. Um, Probably I'm tr- UHF couldn't have been later than like eighty five or eighty six. I think it's eighty five eighty six range, right? Yeah. So um or it, it was either right after the third one or in between the two probably. So. Yeah, we're gonna have to do the second one. I feel I'm like making now. a big note to watch UHF. Uh, that 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 was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. Well, see, I, I'm afraid to watch UHF because I'm afraid that I'm not gonna think it's as funny as I did when I was, you know, twelve. Same thing <laughs> like know? like Pee Wee's Big Adventure or whatever. Yeah, like, just don't just don't go home again. Here. You know, I would put. I was thinking about it as we're talking here uh, in terms of like movies that aren't like specifically like you know a walk in the woods or whatever. It's like about yeah. the outdoors. Like this is definitely without like doing a lot of thinking top got to be like top five 
I would um, think so. Yeah, and like, even sure. like A Walk in the Woods, like which actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, and that's one of my favorite books. So that's I was a little nervous to like watch that. I thought they did an okay job adapting that. It felt more like a TV movie than like a theatrical movie, but yeah. it still had Robert Redford in it, so like that was cool. <laughs> but um, I just like when there's a narrative. I nothing. I don't like Warren Miller movies. You know, I don't right. like Greg. I interviewed, interviewed Greg McGillivray for Lairs. Great guy. But I'm just like 90 minutes of like surf <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah, I don't just go surfing. You know, like I don't yeah. I don't get it. And then obviously there's a whole audience of the sports who want to do that. I mean, that's why free solo was engaging because it's like, is he going to die? <laughs> you know, like it's just sort that's, of, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it's because they're made, you know, they're made by people who are expert storytellers, you know, like yes. Warren Miller's not, you know, obviously right. it's a, that's not the point of a movie. Hey, like guy's that. a legend. I'm not discounting yeah, what he does. But, but, it's just not yeah. for me. All right. So I definitely am giving this movie the stamp of my approval. What are your, what are your final thoughts on, uh, on first blood? Like it just well, per personal impressions, you know, outdoor stuff, whatever. Just see it. If you haven't watched it, watch it. I mean, like if you're like me and you uh, just kind of blew it off as like some schlock or whatever, like, well, that's fine, but it's great. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a not great, schlock. It's a, it's a good It's movie. not at all schlock. It's not over the top. Nothing. I mean, eh, there's some stuff towards the end that I still feel like, eh, you probably didn't really need to get that like aggressively like explosion-y. Come on, but, man. He's um, taking the town. He, he'd had enough. They tried to I blow get... him up in a cave. He got what it, M60 but like, in the truck. He's like, I'm who's, taking who's, the power out. He, he it was, wasn't that gas station owner's fault. Like, that's lame. Like, that sucks. Somebody, somebody was, somebody got that a phone provided call the distraction like, hey, for all the other cops to go to so that he could go take care of Will Teasel on his own. Yes. Yeah. But still, like, as a, as a, <laughs> as a property owner, I hate to say it, that, that part kind of bummed me out. Somebody blew up my house as a distraction for his, I didn't have anything to do with this. Maybe, maybe that guy supported the troops and they blew up the gas station. <laughs> But anyway, you didn't see the see yellow it. ribbon outside the gas station before you, <laughs> you didn't it see up. that. That's that's why you <laughs> tie the bomb things now in case Rambo comes to your house. Hey, we supported you guys. Don't cut, you know. <laughs> but yeah, dude, go see it. Go go watch or go see it. It's not at the theater. Although maybe you live in a cool hipster town that has like movies, theaters that play old movies. I'm you that would know, play like, great in a theater. I'd love to see oh that movie God, in a theater. Yeah, but yeah, like, for sure. I'm gonna be Rambo probably for Halloween. I think I might, you know. I just yeah, and start doing push-ups now, but I I think I'm gonna do it. And just on the, if you have seen it on the other side, I'd say just watch it again. I, it was really fun rewatching it. Like, and it was fun knowing too, that you were watching it. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot how good this is. And I think like, I texted you, like, I'm so jealous you get to see this again for the first time, but uh, just a satisfying 90 minutes. And it mm -hmm. is only 90 minutes, like 93 minutes. Um, and at the end of those 93 minutes, you get the long road. <laughs> it's a long road, which the lyrics go. It's just killed. I was listening to it as I was watching the credits and I'm like, I can't believe the song is like, this is the worst part of the movie. You know, it's a long road when you're on your own and it hurts when they tear your dreams apart <laughs> and every new town just seems to bring you down. Trying to find peace of mind can break your heart. It's really struggling. I think they're buying rhyming words here. This is, this is the verse that, that, that really nailed me. It's a real war right outside your front door. I tell you, oh literally, I tell you. <laughs> out where they'll kill you you could use a friend like real extremes we're going through yeah where the road is that's the place for me where i'm me in my own space where i'm free that's the place it's like shell silverstein meets well that sounds my my <laughs> my four-year-old loves making up songs and this is pretty much right in her wheelhouse it's so bad you know i want to be because the road is long yeah each step is only the beginning no breaks just heartaches I may as well finish it. Oh, man. Is anybody winning? It's a long road and it's hard as hell. <laughs> Tell me. Win? 
what you do, you do to survive. All uh, this is the best when they draw first blood. They got the name of the movie in yeah. the song. That's just the start of it. Day and night, you gotta fight to keep alive. It's a long road. Okay, easily you know the what? worst you part of what? the movie. You know what? You know what? Those are those are cheesy. The yeah. music isn't great. That's fucking perfect. About that's life though. Like that is that that seriously. Oh. Seriously, I'm, I'm yeah. not even trying to make a joke right now. It's, like, that's it's a the terrible most clunky song, description of real life. Heinous. But you know what? <laughs> Philosophically, I can't fault. I can't fault that. You're right. I agree with that. It is a long road. Yeah, you need a friend. It's a war out the. Fr- it is. Kind of, I mean, right outside my door right now. There's. I guess I could fight for something if I wanted to. It could be a war out there. But, but from a from a writing standpoint. Like, you know, you'll see this with your kids get like later in elementary school and middle school, they'll, they'll like start to write, write little poems and stuff. And it's like, it's of their grade level, but maybe you see the the, the promise like, oh, okay, wow, that was an interesting, maybe oh, you found some rhyming there. This is like a sixth grade written. level, like, you know, writing right here, man. Maybe this that's is... what happened. <laughs> like, hey, Dan, yeah, producers from uh, First Blood. Listen, we need a song for the credits and we need it in about 30 minutes. Well, do people still do that? Like, I mean, obviously, like Frozen and stuff, like Disney movies have songs. And uh, no, but there was that I mean, for a long time. You had I know. Like, the credit song, right? Yeah. This is. Yeah. And it was like about the movie. It was always about the movie. And like, right. I don't, we don't do that anymore. God, the Kinda world is such a better place. Yeah, that's 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 something we've lost. It needs to come back, I feel like. Yeah. But all right. That's first blood. Any uh, final uh, final thoughts? Let's do deliverance next. That's my final All right. thought. All right, deliverance next, and then down the road we'll do we'll do first blood part two. We need we need a break from John Rambo to kind of cleanse the palate. <laughs> yeah, we'll cleanse the palate with some good old deliverance. All right, that makes sense. All right, buddy, thanks for coming on. All right, next time. All right, that's our show for today. I want to thank my guest Justin Hausman, who brought it today, as he always does, and also made me super excited to do more two person outdoor movie reviews. Tomorrow, I have an amazing episode coming for you that has a sustainability bent. We're going to start talking more about things like advocacy and secondhand apparel and stuff like that. And tomorrow is sort of a soft kickoff to those interviews. Uh, I guess not a soft kickoff. It's a, it's a big part of what we're going to be talking about. But uh, those are kind of down the line, and this is sort of a preview of that. So be sure to come back and check it out. Hey, we are the self-proclaimed best new podcast in the outdoor space. We want you to pick a rock fight with me. What are your thoughts on First Blood? Do you have an outdoor movie you want to hear featured on The Rock Fight? Send your comments and suggestions to myrockfight at gmail.com. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. Rock Fight!